Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have our next guest joining us, uh, Carla McGowan, it is, from Plano, Texas. She's the CEO and founder of Radiant Coaching and Counseling. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about you, Jill? I'm doing well. Pleasure to have you back here. Um, For those that may not know, she's a faith-based pastoral counselor, certified advanced coach practitioner, and so much more. Let me have her introduce herself to start. Go ahead. Yes. Hi. Uh, Well, yes, I'm Carla McGowan, and I have Radiant Coaching and Counseling, and I focus on uh, work with individuals, but I also really um, kind of target relationships. So um, I work with a lot of married couples, uh, engaged couples, dating couples, and couples in crisis. Uh, so that's kind of my focus, and I love, absolutely love what I do. I really, really enjoy it, even when it's hard. I love it. Beautiful. Well, by the way, let's just remind them how we can reach you. I can tell them the website. I know it's RadiantCoachingAndCounseling.com. Do you have a phone number or social media page you may want to share? I can share my phone number. I'm happy sure. to do that. It's uh, 4 four six nine. Perfect. And let's talk today, well, a little bit about what you do for new time listeners. They may not have an overview, so we'll start with a little overview of the stuff you can uh, focus on, and then we'll get focused on whatever it is that you want to talk about. Sure. Well, um, I do, like I said, I work a lot with couples, and so one of the things that I wanted to delve in today was starting to talk about communication. And I will say that usually when I meet with a couple for the first time, I will ask them, what is your best hope from our talking today? Because I want them to be hopeful. I want them to tell me what they're looking for. And then the next thing I will say is, so what is the main issue? What do you think is your main problem? And nine times out of ten, invariably, over the period of ten years, it's been communication. So I thought, well, don't, they're not communicating well. And, I mean, I always will say to them, look, communication is a skill. And you can get good at it just like anything else. If you want to learn how to go ice skate or play tennis, you know, you, you learn how to do it, you practice it, you get good at it. It's the same with communication. So, um, and also I really want to help people to uh, really understand that, that you really are responsible for your own happiness in a relationship. Um, you can't be looking for this other person to do all of these things that really you can only do for yourself. So knowing your identity, having your purpose, um, I think sometimes people will look to their spouse or their partner, you know, I need, I need you to meet all of my needs, I need you to make me happy, I need you to take care of me, uh, give me a purpose, make me feel good about myself. And those are, those are individual things. So I really do work with individuals as well, um, going back, looking at childhood wounds, and um, just kind of discovering what that main thing may be that came in at a young age that's in their subconscious mind, and help them reprogram it. So I went into a lot of depth on that the last podcast. If anybody is interested, they could go check that out. Beautiful. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we're excited to have you here. And for those that just may not know a little bit about you, just touch upon what what draw, drew you to this type of business. Could you share a little bit of your background? Absolutely. Um, well, I, um, I guess it's just that I have gone through these things um, in my own life. I had growing up, um, I had some issues with my self-esteem uh, that came out of wounding. So uh, so that really makes me have a heart for other people. I've been through a divorce myself, and I'm happily remarried. So I've been through that whole 
you know, transition of going through those things. But I would say that it just kind of was an innately, it was it's kind of in me, because when I would get home from school, for instance, in high school, the phone would ring, and people would be calling me to tell me their problems. And, you know, I was very happy to sit there and listen to them and, you know, give them advice, encourage them. So I think that with that, that kind of that counseling gift, I guess, like even like a teaching gift, I was in there, and so um, so that's kind of where that's where my heart is. And then also because I'm faith based, um, and I know what God has done in my own life, I really want to help other people. You know, kind of my mission statement. Like I have people work on vision statements, and my vision statement is to know God and make Him known, and then to help other people to God given purpose and destiny and fulfill it. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Ah, so you kind bet. and so helpful, Carla, really, because... Oh, oh good. Uh, no, it's, it's beautiful that there's people out there like yourself that, uh, you know, really want to help. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of people in need in help. And did you want to yes. share some of the specific areas that you're working on? Well, really what I wanted to talk a little bit about today was the power of gratitude. And ah. it's so, it's super appropriate, right, because of Thanksgiving and... I love Thanksgiving. I think it's probably one of my favorite. It's a toss-up, really, between Christmas. But because it's not as commercialized, and it really is the whole purpose of it is to say thank you, right? It's all about being thankful. Uh, you pause. You take time to get your family and friends. Um, you just uh, And I actually really enjoy the meal as well. I enjoy Thanksgiving dinner. Um, but I also love where it originated. So... The story, I'm sure everybody knows, from the Native Americans who helped the pilgrims survive the winter. And so it's all about helping each other, and then they came together in unity to share a meal. So it's a really special story, and it's a great t- tradition that we do in our country. And I did live in Germany for six years, and they don't do that. There's no Thanksgiving. Um, and so I would get together sometimes with my American friends, and we would do it. But I just love the traditions that it that it creates. And, um, and it's just pause, right, to really think about... Um, other people, right? It's being other-focused, and I think the whole season is that way because we tend to be more generous. We're thinking about each other's more, other people more, even if it's figuring out that perfect gift or donating to a charity. Um, it just lends itself to more selflessness and caring for other people, which I really like. And I wanted to share this one thing. I heard this on the radio, a radio show uh, last week, and they asked a trivia question. And they could call in and answer, you know, what do you think the answer is to this question? So the question was, what is the one thing that people do more of in the last three months of the year? So one person called in and said, well, they indulge more in good food and goodies. And I was like, yeah, of course they do, but that wasn't the answer. And then another one called in and said, well, they spend a lot more money because of the holidays and buying presents, which is also true. But the answer was they say thank you a lot more. And I just liked that. I thought that was really great. So I just wanted to talk about the power of gratitude today. Um, So it's one thing that I try to do in my own life, and I do encourage my clients to do, um, is to cultivate a habit of staying in gratitude. So sometimes I'll have people even write a gratitude journal, um, and I'll have them say, okay, when you get up in the morning, think about all the things you're grateful for, and in the evening, write down three things that happened that day that you are grateful for. So you're looking for the good stuff, right? You're staying in a positive zone, and it can shift you sometimes out of the negative because expressions of gratitude have actually been shown to have numerous psychological and physical, which is awesome. Uh, One study found out that keeping your gratitude journal improved diastolic blood pressure, 
awesome. Another found that focusing on things to be grateful for before bedtime increased pre-sleep calmness. So I think it just makes us more calm. It makes us more positive. It can balance us more. And I just know in my own life, if I get in a bad mood, all of a sudden I'm thinking, why? what am I feeling? Why do I feel this way? What have I been thinking about? Um, I will go back and consciously think about what I was actually thinking about because we don't always, we're on autopilot a lot. We have that subconscious self-talk. So um, we can start paying attention to that and we can make a different decision, right, to stay positive. Um, so, yeah, and I'm going to get into a little bit more about the subconscious um, but I didn't know if you wanted to share anything. How was your Thanksgiving? What do you love about Thanksgiving? Uh, this year, can I be honest with you? I, I have to love myself first. It does make sense, okay? Because one thing I do as a mother is I never put myself first. And honestly, mm. I, I live in a home where, you know, I'm a single mom and I work a lot. And there's been mm. piles of stuff in my house that are affecting me mentally. Uh, bins of yes. now, now Halloween decorations, let alone kids' <laughs> clothes. I spent the past few days with my kids' home and working and I got down uh, all these clothes from the attic and we ended up making 30 bags of it's not really selfish because wow. I 30 bags of clothes and me and my kids delivered them to the shelter yesterday on Thanksgiving I love that yeah so they got to do good and then I let them go to their um cousin's house and I stood home and I was in my attic for many hours organizing and trying to put some Halloween stuff away and then my dad I picked right. him up during the day and my dad came over and he just hung out here and I just worked on my house so I say I'm being cool. selfish but I, I it's self-care but then I also did I did you know for others in the morning and I just felt that's what I needed this year I couldn't relax or go anywhere I felt my house at uh, was not at ease my everything in my life mm. is not at ease until I get yeah. these clothes out until I get the decorations way and look I didn't finish but I feel so good about it so it's not a traditional Thanksgiving where we go to a family members and have a beautiful meal but this is something I Mm -hmm. needed to do for me since I I do work a lot so I'm so grateful for the day that I had mostly alone to be honest with you I really am no I think that's awesome and you know when I when I do have uh, when I do goal setting with my clients uh, when we're coaching and I'll look at eight areas of their life um, and one of them is physical environment and so, you know, like business and career, finances, health and fitness, you know, all these different areas, but physical environment. And I, I have people give me a number between 1 and 10, like how satisfied are you in this area of your life? Because the thing is about physical environment, if, you, if it's chaotic, it can cause you stress. It can make you chaotic. So I recently cleaned out my closet, kind of did the same thing and took some stuff to a consignment shop. And it just feels so good. It feels so good to purge and to reorganize and make space and so I totally relate I think that was a great way to use it to to spend your Thanksgiving honestly that, that sounds great. It sounds really, we probably feel better. I <laughs> do, I do, and I can't wait to continue a little bit more tonight, to be honest, and I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, so I'm grateful for getting some stuff done around my house. I really am, because I always put myself lost as a parent, and a lot of us do that. Mm. Yeah, you do have to have that time for yourself, right? Yeah. got to have that work-life balance. I'm going to talk about that in a future podcast, because... Um, you know, it, I get where you're where you're at. You know, when you're working so much and you're you're thinking about everybody else, and you just have to have some me time, some downtime, and take care of you. You know, fill your own cup, right? Keep keep yourself um, energized and um, yeah, at peace and and feeling good. So um, so yeah, I mean, I would love to just continue a little bit about the subconscious. Um, sure. This is very interesting to me that 
I've heard that, you know, we are in our subconscious mind about 95% of the time and that 80% of our thoughts are, tend to be negative and 95% of them are repeated the day before. So we've got some work to do, right? If we want to stay positive, we've got to work, work at it. Um, it's a choice, especially with as crazy as the things are, things are in the world. If you're constantly looking at that in media, it could be a downer, you know, and you have to find ways to de, de, uh, decompress or, you know, unplug from that, right? And uh, I've also heard this pastor one time on a podcast, and he was saying to his church, he's like, we're going to go on a 30-day fast. And I'm like, okay, that's ambitious. And he's like, no, we're not going to fast food. We're going to fast negativity for 30 days. So no negative thoughts, no negative words. So, um, yeah, so it only takes about 17 seconds. You think something, right? And you immediately are going to have an emotion attract to that thought. So um, I try to help my clients understand that you think a thought first, then you feel a feeling attached to the thought, and then usually out of your thoughts and feelings, you're going to make your choices and decisions, and out of that, you're going to take action, and out of your action, you're going to get your results. So if you don't like your results, and you don't think you're making good choices, and you don't like how you feel, it's what are you thinking about? Mm -hmm. And the good news is that you can control that. You get to choose what you think about. You don't have to receive every thought that hits your head. You just have to pay attention and discern it. It's like, do I want to think this thought? Is this a good thought? Is this going to make me feel good? Is it true? You know, is it positive? And I'm not saying you deny reality, right? But if you do get to choose what you focus on and, and what you dwell on. So um, you really can just decide. If, you, if you're thinking something negative, you can't just say don't think it. You know, like don't think about a pink elephant. Don't, don't think about a pink elephant. I mean, you're going to think about it, right? You have to you have to think about something else. Think about a pink frog. I mean, a green frog. You know, think about something else. So you've got to replace the thoughts. Um, so when I get there personally and I go, aha, uh, what was I thinking about? Well, in invariably, it was something negative about myself and my situation. So that's when I make this conscious decision of my will to get into gratitude. And I start counting my blessings, right? Thank you for this and thank you for this. I think about all the good, good stuff in my life. And after a while, it's like, you know, I may not have everything I want in my life, but, man, I have a lot to be grateful for. And it is one of the fastest ways I personally have found to get out of a negative mindset into a positive one. And this is a really good, this is just good news for people that they get to, they don't have to just stay in the negative patterns. They can change them. So, um, and if that doesn't work, I'm going to think about people less fortunate than myself. So the other day I was driving to work and there was a super busy intersection with lots of traffic and there was a, a person who was blind who was crossing the street with a stick. And I thought, oh my gosh, what must that be like? You know, thank you that I can see. You know, it just counting your blessings, right? And, and just and thinking about the other people, you know. Um, and then there's one more story that I love. It's a, it's a um, Native American parable about two wolves. Uh, have you ever heard of it? Have you ever heard of that? Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, have you? Okay. It's pretty popular. Um, so an old Chinese, uh, Cherokee grandfather mm -hmm. was teaching his grandson about life, right? Yeah. And he says, a fight is going on inside of me. It's a terrible fight between two wolves. One is evil. He is mm -hmm. filled with anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. 
the other wolf is good, and he's filled with joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. And then the grandfather says, the same fight is going on in you, to his grandson, and the fight of every other person, too. And the grandson thought about it for a minute, and then he asked his grandfather, well, which wolf will win? And he said, the one you feed. Yeah. So, again, this just illustrates that we can make the life-changing decision of which wolf we're going to feed, right? And that being happy and staying positive and in gratitude is a choice, and it creates a state of being. So true happiness comes from making an active choice to be happy rather than depending on external things to make you happy. Oh, yeah. so true. That's so beautiful. It is. And at this time, we do have to take a quick commercial break. Would you mind just sharing uh, the best form and all forms of contact before we continue? Sure. It's radiantcoachingandcounseling.com. And you're welcome to email me at drcarlamcgowan at gmail.com. And that's dr, my name, uh, at gmail. Perfect. All right. Stay tuned. We'll take a quick break. And when we return, we'll talk more about the work you're doing and how you can help our listeners today. And the theme again, gratitude. Hey, you should move over. Red, right, return. Right. Red, right, return. No, just red, right, return. Because you're... No, I'm saying red, right, return, but then right to agree. Okay, but you're on the... I should have said correct. I know it's red, right, return, but... You're on the left and it's red, right, return. Red, right, return. Tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive has you covered as a leader in boat insurance. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Oh, I was on the left. Right. Please stop talking. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. It's time to breathe and give yourself a little mental health boost. Hypnotherapy provides a wonderful healing pathway to help individuals achieve their mental health goals, including healing from trauma, overcoming addiction, or unlocking their full potential. Hi, I'm Christina, and I'm a professional hypnotherapist. I can help you in your journey to better mental health and life improvement through hypnotherapy. Schedule a consultation with me at christinashealthandhypnosis.com to see if hypnotherapy is a good fit for you. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, Online Radio Box, and Simple Radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcasts on the go, and don't miss a minute of the action. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. We're excited to have our guest here today, and we are talking a lot about gratitude. Tis the season, right? Hoping everyone had a great Thanksgiving, if they do celebrate Thanksgiving. And uh, we're excited to be here again with Carla McGowan, talking more about the work she does at Radiant Coaching and Counseling. Again, she's based out of Plano, Texas, but uh, she can help you really anywhere around the world with her work. And we're excited to be back here and to speak to someone who's so motivated in helping others, um, you know, really make the best out of their life. So we appreciate you here today. Thank you. Yeah, um, I just wanted to kind of 
transition and go into, you know, talking about staying positive for yourself, but also now how does that affect your relationships, right? So, um, you know, when I talk to couples, I will say, you know, it's like you're wearing these lenses that you see your spouse or your partner through. And if those lenses have become negative in any way, then everything is going to be skewed negatively. So we have to take those lenses off. We have to clean them up and make them positive again so that we can see our partner in a positive light and have a positive attitude toward that. So um, I'm a fan of Dr. John Gottman. Um, he's written many, many books. He's a research scientist, um, really a kind of a guru in the field. Um, and one of his books is The Seven Principles for Making a Marriage Work, which I always recommend to my clients. And one of the things that he mentions in it is the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's what he calls it. He said, if these four things are in your relationship, going on in your relationship, you're in trouble. So those four things are criticism, contempt, defensiveness, stonewalling. And stonewalling meaning shutting down, withdrawing. And so I will give my couples an assignment. I love to give homework. Um, and one of those assignments is to make two lists of 25 things each. One list is 25 things they love about their partner or they think they're good at. And the second list is about themselves. And so I always love when they come back and read it to each other because especially if they're having a lot of problems, they may not have heard those complimentary and affirming words from their spouse or partner for a long time or maybe ever. I mean, I've had people say, um, I haven't heard you say that to me before. I didn't know you felt that way about me, you know. It's, uh, it can be really great. So I just want to trans- transition a little bit into communication today. Um, sure. Uh, just give some tools. So positive communication um, and the power of our words. So words are incredibly important. They can wound or they can give life, right? So Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it will eat its fruit. Uh, there's another translation that says, words kill, words give life, they're either poison root, you decide. So, obviously, our words can bless people, we can curse them, we can speak life, we can speak death, and we really want to speak life over others, and especially our significant other. And it's very fascinating to me that even in science and nature, um, words and emotions carry power to bring forth health and life or decay and death. So... I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Masaru Emoto's book, The Hidden Messages in Water. Um, he's a Japanese research scientist, and he used high-speed photography and discovered uh, he was studying water and the, uh, the effects of words and thoughts, even thoughts, on water. Um, and I just, I just bought his book, and the, the pictures are absolutely amazing. So Dr. Emoto discovered that crystals formed in frozen water that changed when specific or concentrated thoughts or words were directed towards them. He found that water from clear springs and water that had been exposed to loving words showed brilliant, complex, and colorful snowflake patterns, and they are. They're so beautiful. It's just amazing. And then in contrast, the polluted water or water exposed to negative thoughts and words formed incomplete asymmetrical patterns with dull colors. Um, And then there's been also experience with rice. I don't know if anybody's heard of that, but people have taken like three jars of rice and spoken lovingly. It sounds a little weird, a little woo-woo out there, but spoken lovingly to the rice um, and then to one jar, to one hateful, hateful word, and to one ignored it. Or just even put the labels on 
And after a season, I don't even know, I think one guy put them in a closet for six months, takes them out and looks at them. And the one that had the label, I love you, the one that also when people would speak lovingly, was in pretty good shape. It looked pretty fresh. And then the one that had been spoken to with hateful words was decomposing and, and getting rancid and gross, right? And then the third one that had been ignored was the worst. It was completely rancid. So it's almost like negative intention is better than none, right? And I just shared that to point out that our words indeed can bring health, beauty, love, or they can bring hate, decay, and death. So um, so transitioning into our relationship, um, I'm going to go ahead and just go into my rules of engagement. And I don't know how much time we have. We probably won't get through all of them. Yeah, we got three minutes it, left. <laughs> oh, that's it? Oh, yeah, okay, that's yeah, not yeah. very much. Okay, well, we'll pick it up because this is usually where I start because when people tell me, you know, we're, we're having all these fights, you know, we're getting so mad with each other, I will share you one, one of them. One of them is timeout. And timeout is basically, it can be a game changer because when people, they just have to realize you cannot continue to talk to each other when you're angry. It just doesn't work because the anger can take over. Anger is such a strong, volatile emotion that now you start you start saying stuff you don't mean, stuff you regret saying. You can come back and apologize later, but they don't forget. Again, the power of the words, right? So we have to we have to have some self discipline and self awareness. And I teach people like a, an anger scale. So I've taken some anger management classes, and they use a scale of one to five. I personally like a scale of one to ten. So if you're you're starting to get angry, you're one or two on that scale. You're aggravated. You're edgy. You're irritated. You're tired. Whatever. But if it's escalating to a five or six and you know you're on your way to a 10, like some people go to zero to 10 to nothing, they just lose their temper completely, that's when you have to say a timeout. And there's three things that have to happen to make it a timeout. You have to communicate it. You can't just walk away. The other person has to give you permission to do it instead of like, no, you're not walking away from me. We're doing this right now. It's like, please understand, I am stepping away. And the whole purpose is to go calm down. That's the whole purpose of the timeout. And then the last thing is there has to be a deadline. It's like, give me 15 minutes, give me a half an hour, we'll talk about this after dinner. There has to be an end to the timeout. You can't just walk away and never talk about it again. So um, I will definitely get into depth on these rules of engagement because really they really help people uncover those negative patterns that they're in and give them tools to make different choices. So that's, I guess we'll talk about that next time. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's a great idea. It's a great start. It's a pleasure here uh, for our listeners getting to know you, what you do. And let's remind everyone how we can reach out to you. Sure. Radiantcoachingandcounseling.com is my website. Any uh, phone number you want to share or social media pages oh, sure. just in case? Um, yeah, my, my social media is not very active and that's not so good. I'm going to work on that. My number is 469 556 3884 again 469-556-3884 perfect thank you so much pleasure having you here looking forward to the next time you have a great day uh thankful again to have you here thankful for the conversation and have a great weekend and you gave a lot of us thank you a lot of food for thought today Yeah, enjoy cleaning out your closet and organizing your house thank you so much i will have a great one (laughs) bye Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. 
It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.